0: Hey, Pastor Jake.
1: Uh, No, correction, Pastor Lynn here. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the children's pastor here at Crossroads, and I'll be joining Pastor Tim today on our podcast. Well, it is
0: good to have you here, Pastor Lynn. I'm sorry for that mistake. (laughs) I'm just so used to talking to Jake during this, but today is a different kind of episode, and so I've invited you in here to speak with me because we're recapping this great ministry that we got to do in 2020, the Women's Conference.
1: Oh, yes. It was an awesome time. I am so excited for you listeners to be able to hear um, Lorreen talk about just what a great time that we had at that conference. Um, if you weren't able to attend or if you weren't able to watch it online. Or
0: if you were a man
1: correct (laughs) (laughs) i uh i had the awesome privilege of leading the women into worship and you know every time we get together i am always reminded that guys do not make good girlfriends only girls make good girlfriends
0: that's true i can confirm
1: (laughs) so so our women's ministry the main goal of it is to provide connection for the women here at crossroads and the women in our lives. And so I always look forward to any chance to get together with my girls.
0: Absolutely. And and listen, as a male pastor, I affirm that so deeply. I, I just think it's great. I love the way that Lorraine Huffman leads our women. She's a great leader. I love the way she's created a team of ladies to work with her, to share responsibilities, to speak into her. And I think that all played out in a really public way and how good this event appeared to be from the outside
1: yeah i believe that the lord gave her a very clear vision for what our time together was to be our theme was armed and dangerous and she was so great at empowering just an assortment of women in our church in our denomination in our district that even traveled to come and to be with us and i feel like everybody brought their own uniqueness to the table and i think everybody walked away with a touch from the Lord.
0: Yeah, that's really great. And I think it's cool too these events for you as a pastor. You know, you're the children's pastor here. That's a busy job. It's oh, so much responsibility on your shoulders. You got to kind of have one foot in leadership in this and one foot as attendee in this, right? Cuz you were singing, leading worship, but also got to sit back and actually be fed during this as well.
1: Absolutely. And I've tried to be very intentional about that, just making those times where I do sit and listen and partake, and I just simply be blessed by the by the incredible women that are around me.
0: All right, so Lorraine and I are going to talk about this in the rest of the podcast, and I hope you follow through and listen to this, whether or not you're male or female, whether you attended or not. It's just the story of what God is doing at Crossroads through one venue, and I think you're going to find this to be a helpful and enjoyable listen, whether or not women's ministry is your thing, but. Could I ask you, since I asked Lorreen, you'll hear a lot, but like maybe what's something you took away or something particular you enjoyed about this conference format or the particular lineup of speakers or just maybe a, a word you took from one of the speakers that's kind of resonated with you a couple weeks later?
1: I think the highlight for me was just when one of our speakers spoke about David and Jonathan and how Jonathan was an active participant in what God was doing in the life of David. And so she encouraged us to, will you be the second to her, whoever her would be or whoever she would be in your life? And so just even in that moment, I just felt like God had just dropped the names and the faces of two women, even here in Crossroads, where I thought, you know what? Yes, I want to be their second. I want to be a part of the awesome building that the Lord is doing in their lives. And so I went to them even, you know, immediately afterwards with tears, you know, tears on my eyes and just said, hey, can I be your second? Can I support you? Can I pray for you? Can I check in with you? And can we build a relationship? And And I want to front row seat, be a part and witness what God is doing in your life. And it it was powerful.
0: I think that's amazing. I'm, I'm so like, I'm tingling down my spine listening to you because you're a leader. You're, you're number one so often in your life. Right. And that God would call you into this place to, to make sure that you're serving as well as, as, as being in charge. I just like, that's, I think for personalities like yours and mine, that's a move of God, right? To, yeah. to be reminded that we hold lots of different roles. And, and uh, just the fact that you'd be willing to say yes to that is is so moving to me. So thank you for sharing that story. You bet. Uh, I, I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Lorene. Uh, she's just a uh, really, really inspired and strong leader. And uh, lean in and listen and hear the story about what God is doing at Crossroads. And I hope you enjoy the stories that are told that follow here. Hello, welcome to another episode of Through Life's Crossroads. Today I have with me Lorreen Huffman, and I'm going to give her just a set, uh, opportunity a second to introduce herself. But recently at Crossroads, we hosted a women's conference, which was a first for us as a way of responding to the pandemic. And Lorraine was instrumental in leading that. And we're going to debrief that and talk about theory of why we do women's ministry, uh, what went well, and what our hopes and dreams are coming out of this. So I'm going to bring Lorene in now and give her an opportunity to introduce herself to you. Lorene, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you, Tim. It's my honor to be here.
0: I'm glad you're here as yes, well. Yes. Could you tell us just a little bit about what you do and uh, what your connection is to Crossroads and uh, what maybe even what do you do for a vocation? All right.
2: Sounds good. So I'm a Southern California girl, grew up in the San Diego area. And, uh, I joined the air force and I, at the end of my career in the air force, it brought me out to Maryland and we started attending crossroads in, it was 2014, no 2013. Wow, And, um, I subsequently retired from the air force in 2016. And after that, I offered to I, I had a passion for women's ministry, which we can talk about that a little bit and when that came mm-hmm. up. Um, but from there, I, I, I started leading women's ministry here. And I also started working as an HR director uh, in an insurance agency in Baltimore.
0: That's cool. And you also are uh, a trained linguist, which I think is super yes, cool, yes. but I'm not going to make you practice your language anymore. <laughs> That's good.
2: But... It's a little rusty, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I just think that, I just think what you did, the Air Force is the coolest <laughs> and you always tell me it's not as cool as I act like it is, but yes,
2: I'm also a mom of two kids. I, I should definitely mm-hmm. mention Maddie and Thomas and a wife uh, to Norm Huffman, who was on staff here for several years and he's a pastor. So I'm a pastor's wife. And so involved in ministry in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, a lot of different hats.
0: That that's awesome. And it's all it's all led you to uh leading us into this new season of uh women's ministry here. Women's ministry I think has always been uh strong at crossroads, predates uh, both you and I coming here as um as pastoral families, a strong women's ministry. And uh we were so pleased, Norm and I, when uh you volunteered uh, to take us into the next season, and um, and I just I just want to commend you that I think you're doing an incredible job, and this last weekend is the the most recent evidence of what a great work you're doing, and um and and hosting a conference uh, that is not what you probably ever thought you were going to do because we do retreats right that's what women's ministry here is, and this year we did a conference because COVID has changed everything. What did you think um, coming out of it were some of the highlights of having a a conference here?
2: Okay. Well, uh, I want to go back a little bit. 2014 was when I attended the first women's retreat here at Crossroads. And that was actually my first women's retreat. And I had never attended one before and, you know, we got to go away and it was so life impacting. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not being dramatic when I say my life was changed That's amazing. at that event. And I really feel that that was when, you know, prior to that, I had interest in ministry. I was passionate about discipleship, you know, things like that. But I didn't, it hadn't taken form. And it was really, I think, because of that women's retreat that I felt the call to women's
0: ministry. Wow. Specifically. Okay. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. It was, it was really, really fantastic. And um, so this year, at the beginning of the year, I just really started to feel the burden for our women to understand what it meant to fight spiritual warfare
0: mm-hmm.
2: and to be armed and dangerous. And so the theme came at that time. And so really, the, the format that we picked centered around that. Uh, so I felt like in the past, we'd always done retreats and the more I thought about this, we did have a location picked. It was a hotel and based on just the feeling of the hotel, when we went to visit and everything, I said, this needs to be a conference. And so it was just kind of like God was paving the way for what eventually was going to happen. I had no idea COVID was going to happen yeah, at that right. time, yeah. you know, but I already had in my mind, this was going to be a conference, not a retreat. And some people, you know, a lot of people kept saying retreat and I would say, no, it's a conference. And they're like, same, same. And I say, no, not same, same.
0: <laughs> it's incredibly important that I say that I was corrected by my wife multiple <laughs> times the last couple of good months.
2: She got my yeah, vision. Yes, she she sure my- did. <laughs> Yes, there's definitely, you know, when I think of a retreat, I think of getting away, retreating, mm-hmm. right? You know, yep. you're getting away, maybe spending quiet time with God. Last year, we did a retreat and I intentionally built in <laughs> into the schedule time for self-directed um, uh, devotional time with the Lord. And some people were kind of like, eh, not sure about that, you know, but I felt like, no, that's what a retreat is, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, and then people ended up loving it. You know, they came back to me afterwards. I was a little hesitant about that. And you know what? It was really great. I just, you know, it was refreshing. So anyways, back to the main point of, of there being a difference. And I thought a conference will be something that's more about you go to learn, you're going to be taking in a lot of confidence. It'll be more high energy, Mm -hmm. you know, and that it would be more about kind of sparking a fire in our gut. That's the way I want to say gut, not
0: heart. Yeah. You know, yeah.
2: um, Revival.
0: Yeah. 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 That's good. I, I, I like that differentiation too. I think um, like like, um, our heart is, is kind of cultivated our gut. When our gut is engaged, like it's our immediate response. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, the heart needs to be pure and purified and all this kind of stuff but the, our gut needs to be shaped too so that our gut reactions are so in tune with god that, mm-hmm. that that we're not we're not responding out of our own sinful nature but we're responding out of the shaping that god is doing with us right absolutely yeah that's great yeah and so looking looking at what ended up happening what did you feel um were the highlights or the exciting parts or takeaways
2: so This is really based off of feedback from people because, you know, it's a little difficult from my perspective as as a planner and and involved in the nitty gritty details. But my hope, my biggest prayer was that God's presence be felt Mm And there's so many pieces, I'm afraid I'm going to forget. things here. But I had a woman who was one of the speakers who is a prayer warrior, prayer warrior. And when she arrived at the event on Friday night, before it started, she shared with me a vision that the Lord gave her for the event. And she said, as she was praying, she said, I hadn't been here. I hadn't seen where we would be speaking from, but she says, I saw that platform and the lord standing on it and he was huge like almost you know it's the big gym mm-hmm. so it's high ceilings basketball gym and she said he was huge and he was growing and he said I will increase as you decrease and it was just so powerful there was repeated confirmation time after time of somebody sharing something like that mm-hmm. Where I just felt like God confirmed, yes, I, I will be there. What are you going to do
0: with yeah, it? That's amazing.
2: You know, and so I felt like just from the moment the worship team started on Friday night, the presence of God was so strong and people, you couldn't help but feel it palpable in the air.
0: Yeah. One lady that I talked to, I've debriefed some as well. I wasn't present being a male and all. <laughs> Right. But um, but I was deeply interested in the event. One lady shared with me that that she felt almost an experience of Old Testament Shekinah glory, God's heavy weighty presence yes. in the place, which um, I, I don't know that um, her her intention was that outcome. Right. So like your prayer, your desire met with the outcome uh, response of one yes, of the ladies who yes. came right i mean it's just amazing to see how god works that way right that i i don't know that um that you as a human were so bold as to decide the glory the weighty glory of god was going to show up right but god implanted that that vision and dream in your heart and then brought it to reality
2: yeah. as as we led up to the event i kept feeling like I kept being reminded that His presence is always here. You know, we like to say, "Lord, please show up." He's there already. Yep. Yeah. You know, and so my prayer was not "show up." My prayer was not, "Oh Lord, pour out Your Spirit on us." My prayer was like, "God, please let us touch it. Let us grab it. Let our hearts be open. Let her. Let us just." grab onto the hem of your garment
0: (laughs) yeah that's a great prayer and And it sounds to me like that happened i mean that's that's the testimony of every every person that i've talked to was that 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 was deeply their experience and whether it was uh a speaker touching their heart in a particular Mm. way or uh singing worship songs or or even uh uh kylie Happel Mm. telling stories of empowered women throughout history to tie it all together uh, person after person pointed to different moments to say that it touched them. I think that's such a beautiful thing that that you created multi-sensory, multi-experiential, diverse speakers, diverse perspectives so that whoever came with whatever story they came with, uh, there was something for them that was going to touch their heart and their life so that they had an ability from their perspective to see that glory of God come.
2: Yes. And I think what, like, what really ultimately I want as a result, I will never know this side of heaven, if it happened or not. So when people say, well, do you feel like it was successful? I say, well, I mean, it felt really great. I don't know if it was successful or not, because I want chains to be broken, addictions to be broken, lives to be changed forever.
0: That's great. What a great vision. I
2: had in my mind specific people with specific issues that I was praying for Lord touch them in this need that they have and I some of them I'll know at some point maybe five years from now yeah (laughs) you know but I just continue praying for it
0: that's awesome that's great it's great leadership too if you're you're coming here today and you're wondering how's a women's story gonna touch me right that's a good leadership moment (laughs) as well to to pray before through and after as well that the results are seen that you're yearning for One of the things that multiple ladies have told me they heard in the conference over and over and over was the idea to stop comparing, Yes. right? So your your stated theme was armed and dangerous, but what multiple ladies told me they heard was to not compare themselves to each other. There's no value in that. Were there any other uh, themes or stories that emerged that you heard that you weren't preparing for that seemed meaningful and weighty to you having walked away?
2: So what I asked each speaker to do was to speak on a specific um, obstacle or attack that the enemy throws our way
0: Mm
2: -hmm. and or a specific weapon that we have to fight against it. So that came out as one of the focuses of one of the um, sessions where the speaker actually referred to drive-by comparison shootings.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it, and I think that grabbed, you know, that grabbed everybody's attention and they were referring to social media. Yeah. How you can open that up. And all of a sudden it's like this drive by comparison shooting and you're wiped out, you know, yeah. from something like that. So that one was really
0: powerful. Um, That's great, too. You and I have kids more or less the same age. Right. Yeah. And and um, both of us have at different points shown pictures of our children's accomplishment on Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is absolutely 100% my favorite part of social media is seeing parents delight in their children. Mm -hmm. I think we do that to brag on our kids, but to like invite our communities to celebrate our children the way that we do. But what ends up happening, and I hear it all too often is my kids don't measure up to that. Well, sure. Okay. Your kids don't measure up to Maddie's report card or Thomas's soccer game or Claire's softball game or Mackenzie's basketball game. But my kids don't measure up to your kid's singing voice. My my kids don't measure up to your kid's artistic ability or whatever, right? Like, we've got to learn to celebrate each other's good without comparing. Uh, We're not invited to, like... I'm not invited when I see the pictures of how great your kids are to wonder how bad my kids are, right? Right, It's just to say... Lorraine, your kids are great because they are great. And like when we create our communities on social media, we need to do it in order to lift each other up and to celebrate each other and not do this backroom investigation of our own life. This is such an important theme to me. I'm so glad it was brought up.
2: And, you know, I feel like some personalities are more susceptible to that than others. You know, some people, they just they're not likely to compare as much. Doesn't Mm -hmm. say I'm not saying it doesn't happen. We all do to a certain extent. But some people, it really literally wipes them out. And others, it might be like a thought or they might stick it back, you know, yeah,
0: <laughs> the yeah. back
2: of their head, you know, and, and it might not feel as powerful. But what, what, what the speaker talked about was how she was sharing the story of David and Jonathan and how Jonathan said, you're going to be king, the prince. Said, you're going to be king, and I'm going to be your second in command. Wow. And if anybody had a right, he had the right to the throne.
0: Yeah, But he right.
2: recognized God's call on David. And so the speaker's point was, when you feel that temptation to compare, instead of comparing, how about you lift up your sister? Yeah. How about you go up to him and you say, I think it's so awesome that your kid did blah, 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 blah.
0: Yeah, that's so <laughs> you great. Know,
2: so. and there is freedom that comes in that
0: yeah absolutely you know it's, it's funny as as adults we eventually kind of settle into what we do well right like um i i don't know that i could do hr like you do and so i just think it's great that you do that right <laughs> like that's your skill set right it's it it's so sort of strange how our old childhood anxieties like mm-hmm. erupt when we're talking about families right okay. <laughs> like like if Yeah, there's nothing healthy comes of comparing, but lots of healthy things come in celebrating one another and and each other's families. That's so so great.
2: And that's what I like to do. You know, and I had somebody say to me, I love how you amplified voices. And I was like, you know, and and this person is a very eloquent person, Mm -hmm. but she was referring to the conference and the people that, you know, um, I had invited to come and speak. And I thought, that's what I love to do. Yeah. I mean, I can't say everything as well as you can say it or the next person can say it. I can say some things well, you know, but yeah, yeah, Yeah. I I have no qualms about admitting that everybody has a story to share and I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, and so, yeah, in everything I do, I do seek to bring in as many people as I can, a variety, you know, because there's something for us to learn from everybody.
0: That's great. And I definitely heard people um, kind of debrief this and say the fact that um, that there were people of color, multiple colors, right? Not just like black and white, right? But people of color, people from different churches, people from inside the church, um, uh, people people who would be maybe a little more right, maybe a little more left than me. All of these different perspectives come together and, and it makes it for a better conference, right? Than a, a homogenous, everyone's on the same page, everyone has the same history. And this is why we do diversity, not to be politically yep. correct, right? But but to continue learning and to continue yep. learning by way of story, right?
2: I actually had a really cool thing that happened at the event. We, um, we had a speaker, African-American woman speak. And when she started her talk, she opened up with a story of an incident that occurred in Texas with a couple of police police officers and a black, I, I think it was a woman mm-hmm. um, in a convenience store. Ooh, I bet
0: there was some wiggling on chairs. Huh? And you
2: know, we have a woman in our church who is there that's a police officer. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, where is this going to go? <laughs> and the story was a beautiful story, it ended up being a beautiful story of how this police officer when he saw this woman in the convenience store, went up to her and said, how are you doing? And she was like, I'm fine. He's like, no, really, how are you doing? And they ended up hugging and it was, it was like a really, you know, she said to him, "Um, it's really hard to be honest. And he said, it's really hard to be both of us right now, isn't it? And she said, yes, it is. And it was a moment of understanding between them. So then later on in our conference, I had a panel question and answer panel. And the woman that is the police officer was on the panel. And she said to the speaker, she said, I got really nervous when (laughs) you started to tell that story. I didn't know where it was going to go. And she says, I'm really happy it ended where it did. You know, Mm -hmm. and she said "And there was so much in your message. She says, I'm going back. I didn't want to take notes because I didn't want to miss anything.
0: Yeah, wow, that's great.
2: And so here's a story of two people who in our society today are, are on opposite ends of an issue. And they were coming together in this event and appreciating each other. Yeah, that's great. It was beautiful.
0: My, my hope beautiful is moment. always in Christ that 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 uh, perceived enemies are broken, that peace is found. Not, not absence of conflict, but, but actual... Like coming together, um, shalom, right? Is the yeah. is the concept, yeah. and that's that's beautiful. That that a story illustrated that and then created it in the room as yeah. well.
2: and everybody got to see it. Yeah, because it was while we were doing the panel, you know, and on the platform, so people that's all awesome. got to be a part of that.
0: Well, we've kind of uh, danced around it just a little bit, but um, uh, you talked about moving from retreat to conference. Uh, we talked about uh, about how God moved you in that direction, then COVID clarified that. Uh, what did you think a conference added value that a retreat couldn't? I mean, you talked about what was good about a retreat and, and I like, I don't know that the question is like, is one better than the other? I would but, say no.
2: Yeah. I would say right. they both serve a different purpose. Yeah.
0: So what was the added value in doing a conference?
2: Um, so for me, the reason why I chose the conference this year was because this was a topic that I felt required uh, teaching. And I wanted to bring in like preachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't going to be this quiet, soft, let's, you know, just get away and kumbaya. Yeah. You know, it was going to be more like, let's go strong. And I wanted women to leave there with just that energy that says, I'm ready. I'm ready. Bring it on. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. And so that was, you know, I think that was the big uh, appeal of the conference. Secondly, that because of Covid, we actually ended up moving it to our home church. And because of that, the resources that we had available to us were a lot more, yeah. So we were able to have like a you know a full band and and all that present and the technology piece. And so we were able to offer it to virtual attendees, yeah, which, which is amazing. Never, right? Had that option before?
0: Yeah, and uh, and I know I know um, one person uh, was in was in health quarantine. Another person is terrified of COVID, right? And like that ability to participate in the midst of of real barriers was yeah. just a gift to multiple women.
2: Yeah. So I was telling you, well, I didn't get to tell you the story, but Norm went to the my husband went to the park yesterday in our neighborhood, and he ran into a lady there who used to attend crossroads a while back i don't know her but somehow she heard about the conference and she signed up and attended virtually and she told him she says it was just the right time i needed that so desperately
0: wow that's amazing
2: it was so cool that's
0: really great to build bridges people leave for all sorts of reasons right it's not necessarily anger could be moving. It could be all sorts yeah. of things. But to continue to build bridges and continue to extend our ministry beyond what, I mean, we wouldn't have done this if it weren't for COVID, right? It's right. so easy to focus on all the things that are so bad. But man, what an opportunity that COVID gave us yeah. to reach out to someone who's, who's an old friend.
2: Yeah. And there was a, a woman who came up to me, an older woman who came up to me. She's not that old, but just older than me um, after the event. And she said, I might've liked this more than the retreats. I don't know. I like them
1: both. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but you could tell that, you know, some people didn't know how this was going to turn out mm-hmm. and they were just, they loved it.
0: That's awesome. And
2: my thought is I'll probably, I had my, I had a thought and I thought, well, we'll see how it plays out, but that i will probably alternate every other year
0: between yeah, conference and retreat. That's great. And you know, the other thing that's just occurs to me now is it's really hard to teleconference a retreat, right? right. There's so much like quiet time or um, cards around a bonfire and right. all this kind of stuff. How do you teleconference that? Like God kind of working in your heart before we went into quarantine and pandemic um, really allowed you all to be well-prepared for the moment that we were handed, yeah. right?
2: Yeah,
0: That's amazing. Yeah. So on the back end of this, What's next? Where Where do you go from here? Um, sometimes these things can feel like such a crescendo, right? And and uh, sometimes even there's an anxiety walking away, saying like, "Well, how can we top that?" But that's never really the point, right? No. Like, so so where do Where do you go from here?
2: Well, you know, this last year in February we hosted the If Gathering. Uh, the what do you call it? tele? Whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Simulcast, right? Simulcast, yes.
2: So we hosted that here. And so I plan on doing the same thing again. It probably won't be in February. I think it's in March this year. Great. Um, But I think it's so great to have something like towards the beginning of the year and something towards the end of the year. Yeah. Kind of sandwiches in. Um, Also, you know, we're continuing to do, I had started doing some uh racial conversations race conversations on zoom and we'll continue some of those conversations where we just kind of talk about different different issues that are relevant it's great and um and and that's been really well received it's really exciting
0: absolutely i'm really excited that you're doing that as well um i i um i I don't feel like i grew up with racism within Mm -hmm. me right but, uh, but this this moment that we live in has exposed that, like I make assumptions that I never realized yes. were assumptions, right? And so having these moments where um, uh, trustworthy friends are able to tell their story keeps softening my heart. And I'm really thankful for your leadership there in, in just continuing to soften the heart of our people to make sure that we like really love with the full loveliness yeah. love of Christ for others, right?
2: Well, and you know, interestingly enough, the last one that we had, I was really surprised by the audience that showed up on zoom we had about 20 ladies and uh i had in my mind you know we we stereotype um generations yeah and maybe backgrounds people's backgrounds and we think oh they're gonna be pro this or pro that or against this or against that And, and these are the people who are passionate about issues today, social justice. These are the people who aren't passionate. Right. And the people that showed up (laughs) to that conversation, I was like, what? It's great. It was so heartening.
0: Yeah, that's good. I think, I think for me, I mean, this is just my opinion, but today I, 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 I'm not particularly Concerned with how someone identifies politically, Republican, Democrats, this, this is not a thing that matters to me. But I'm what I am impressed by are people who are willing to step beyond kind of where they would land and just listen to another perspective. Absolutely. To me, those are the people who deserve esteem in our world today. And so I'm really glad to hear that as well. Just yeah. another great way that that God is working and people are being open to what God might do in, in our ladies' ministry here. And yeah. so I'm so yeah. so thankful for that. Um, What are your hopes for um, ladies who attended or watched? Uh, What are you praying for? What are you hoping are some outcomes that you see develop over the next couple months?
2: You know, there's some things that I just, you know, the verse that talks about he will do exceedingly abundantly above anything we can ask or think, right? right? Um, Sometimes I I can be short-sighted. You know, yeah, and yeah. stop at the event. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: But I, like, I had somebody come to me and say, "Is this going to be available online long term? Because I'd like to have some ladies over to my house and us all watch it together." That's awesome. You know, so I think there's opportunity that maybe I didn't think about. Yeah. That, and I was like, "Go for it, run with it." You That's know. Great. And I know some people who um, were watching virtually who had girlfriends over and they all watched together. You know, so it was a really cool thing. So I just hope to see more connection, more women realizing we are sisters in arms. I am here to help um, help you fight your battles. You know, um, one of the speakers talked about Nehemiah when they were rebuilding the wall and how there were those who had the horn who were supposed to sound it if there was trouble. Yeah you know and one of the things i reiterated to the ladies i said we can't help you if we don't know yeah so yeah. please reach out to somebody
0: that's an important message we live in a world where some people think that social media is their bullhorn and that causes others with another kind of personality to just kind of like come within Retreat. or whatever i know i know one of my major frustrations as a pastor and not here at crossroads but just as a pastor is how often I feel like I'm the last person to know Mm. when I I truly, truly care about the struggles that people are going through. And I I want to know, and and it's amazing to me how often people will call me and they'll give me this preamble about how they're a bother and then tell me, but I've been diagnosed with cancer. What, what? No, this is what I meant to be bothered with. This is what I want to be bothered with. And it's not a bother. And so I'm really glad that you're paving that way within women's ministry as well, that um, so often, if we look within ourselves, we know that when someone comes to us with trouble, we'll drop everything. Mm -hmm. I think people need to learn to give themselves grace to understand that the people in their life would do the same for them.
2: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: that's great. And so um, I I think if you're listening to this and you're wondering, is Lorene talking about you? Yes, she is. Yes, I am. Is Tim talking about you? (laughs) Yes, he is. We sincerely want to be the kind of church that takes seriously uh, each other's crises, whether major or small, right?
2: There's so much lighter to carry when you have somebody to carry them with That's you, right? right?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and so um, what I also know is that there is uh, women who just aren't into the women's ministry thing. And uh, I, I respect that. I, I understand that. I hope we're building a women's ministry that isn't just for women's ministry people. And so what would you say to those hesitant ladies in our conversation, our congregation that are thinking, uh, yes, yeah, all, sounds all great and good for them, mm-hmm. but that's not for me. What would you say to them?
2: Oh, I love those women. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's great. <laughs> I love it when I hear that. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I don't try to get pushy with ladies. Mm-hmm. I understand that in the right time, you know, I I am very big on believing that God will bring people to an event when it's time for them to come to the event, speak to them when it's time for them, when they'll hear, yeah. you know. Um, but one of the things that I like to say, you know, if I were going, if somebody were coming to me with that, I would say, give it a chance. Just try it. Yeah. You know, because some people think because they had a bad experience at another church or a bad experience, you know, with other situations that this is going to be bad, too and yeah. i just say try it because um in, in fact at this event I, I would say every event that we have i have women come up to me and say i wasn't sure about this but it was so what i needed yeah that's you know? right and at this event i know for a fact that there was we had a couple you know typically with women's ministry you get women who are um older when i say older meaning like not young singles like maybe they're married usually they're married or you know or older whatever however you (laughs) would typecast that demographic um but we had some young ladies there this time that were coming up to me afterwards and they're like i'm so glad i was here i mean these are teenagers you know late teens yeah early 20s um, and I said, see, it's, we're not a bunch of old ladies. And they're like, you are not old. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome.
0: You and I at this stage in life, we need people telling us that. Every <laughs> while, right.
2: <laughs> yes. But they got so much out of it, you know, and they, and I even said to something, I, somebody, I said, I needed this more than I even knew I needed it. Yeah, that's right you know, you just don't know until you give it a chance. And the fact is, regardless of what kind of event it is, if you go to anything hungry for God to meet a need, he'll meet the need.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's that's absolutely right. And um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard from uh, ladies who went that um, like one of our speakers is is a member of our church, kind of does the the, uh, speaks on the circuit, another who would never ever go to these things, but she was working with the tech team. There's, there's a whole spectrum of ladies I've heard from already. And each of them could point to something that God gave them yes. in this event. And so insider, 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 complete outsider. They walked away with something because they gave it a chance and they showed up serious, not mm-hmm. um, m- maybe not excited, maybe nervous, right? But they showed up serious and God showed up and spoke in some way.
2: And I, because I am truly an introvert at heart, (laughs) I understand some of the discomforts that can come from forced connection. And so any event I do, I never try to do forced connection. Yeah, I just let it happen organically.
0: Uh, Yeah. It's really good. My my wife is also an introvert and also very uh, timid about first steps. And so being told I think her hesitancy with women's ministry is that sort of kumbaya thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like, whereas like, um, now go find a stranger and bear your soul to them. Like, she's like, she's. I think she is naturally inclined to fear that that's coming and almost uncomfortable all the way through that it could come, right? And, And she walked away enjoying this as well. And as best I could tell, never felt like she was forced into anything she didn't want to do. And so we're doing our best at Crossroads to build ministries that match all sorts of people. So the extrovert I, mean, I don't
2: who, even do assigned seating. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna assign seating. People can sit wherever they, they want. and yeah. I'm not gonna tell you the next day, sit somewhere else.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs>
2: sit by somebody, new. just sit where you're comfortable. <laughs>
0: yeah. And at crossroads, we're trying to do we're trying to do diversity and we're trying to do comfort and we're trying to do we're trying to remove the barriers and debris that are stand in people's way from an experience with God. Absolutely. And um, and and I just think that this conference that, that you led, that we did, really epitomizes all that we're trying to do well here at Crossroads. Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciate that.
2: Happy, happy to be a part of it, it's I, so exciting.
0: It's great. I have one last big question for you <laughs> that you may or may not feel qualified to answer, yes. but, but I'm gonna put it on you anyways.
2: Okay. Go for it.
0: Every time we do some kind of grand women's ministry conference, retreat, event, weekend, we have invariably men who come up and ask someone, sometimes you, sometimes me, sometimes it was your husband, Pastor Norm, when he was the executive pastor here. They ask, why don't we do anything like that for the men? There's a lot of answers for that. Men are different than women. Um, we're not sure that anyone has felt called to lead it there's lots of answers right but what i think that i think deep within me is that there is a bit of a hunger for some kind of men's ministry it's not going to look like women's ministry but what would your encouragement be to to any gentlemen who are listening to this to answer the call to lead a men's ministry and what you think would add value both to the ladies you lead by having their husbands have a, a men's ministry but also the church that you love and serve and attend by having, having some folks step up and give give themselves to leading men's ministry, what would be the added value?
2: That is a tough question that I don't quite feel qualified to yeah. answer. <laughs> However, I can say that I have had men come to me and say, I wish we did something like this. Um, I think like you mentioned, it'll look different. Um, men seem to come together around service
0: yeah or a
2: project or you know work
0: or an event you know like putting their
2: hand to the plow type thing
0: norm and i i think both of us would qualify as not men's ministry men (laughs) right we were talking about the not ladies ministry ladies and when norm and i would talk we would say if we're going to try something we should do like get together to watch an action movie on a Thursday night after kids are in bed or something like that. And like event driven, social driven, because uh, I think men like being social, but really struggle with pioneering social, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um,
2: And also I feel like maybe, you know, what are they giving up for that time? It has to be worth it.
0: Yeah. So if they're
2: giving up family time or they're giving up something else, they have to feel like, it's, um, it's needed. It's doing the work of the Lord, whatever it might yeah, be, you yeah. know? So, and I, and I think, you know, men aren't necessarily, yeah, they're not about the, the social connection the same way
0: women are, Yeah, yeah they we, do we, it
2: around. Yeah. Know,
0: yeah. 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 That, something. I think that's right. Like if we just said, Hey, we're going to have a social event guys, like two people would show right. up. Yeah. Right. But if we were, if we were doing uh, an event or we had a goal or, um, there was a a, a purpose, and invited men i think that's yeah. more likely right yeah what would you say to um, also i
2: feel like discipleship is a big yeah. part
0: yeah that's right
2: i feel like men respond to if i think about any time i've known men that were getting together or something it was usually around discipleship and maybe they were new believers or yeah. something like yeah. that yeah sure you know?
0: sure what would you say as as our leader in women's ministry if there was a gentleman listening to this right now who is kind of hiding God's pressing on them to do something for men, what would you say to someone who is wrestling with their own call to lay ministry to men that that just like your life has become better, more exciting, more robust by answering the call God placed on your life, what would you say to encourage that person listening to this?
2: I feel like how could you not do it? Yeah. You know, if you feel that call to ministering to a specific demographic, whatever it might be, um, the passion is so strong. You know, going back to the gut thing where it's like, or, or like, was it Ezekiel that talked about a fire shut up in their bones?
0: Yeah, you know? Yeah, that's right.
2: Um, why not do it? I mean... Like I said, for men, it doesn't have to look the same way as women. You just do what you enjoy doing and get some guys together, you know, and little by little. Like what I did with women is it was women who I was connected with already that I knew, hey, you want to help me do this? Hey, you want to help me do this? And then I had a team and then that helped keep me motivated and moving yeah, forward. Sure, sure. You
0: absolutely. Know, because I had
2: people depending on me to keep moving them forward
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it makes perfect sense like yeah structuring around your weaknesses and your strengths and all this sort of stuff yeah it's so
2: rewarding it's so rewarding i mean you know as a pastor yeah when you start to see god's hand at work and um and how it impacts lives
0: absolutely and i i think this last weekend has deeply impacted life so again i want to commend you and thank you i know i know at the end of the day it was the work of the spirit but but god works with us right partners with us and you have done an excellent job and i know many of our women are thankful and and as pastor of the church i want to extend to you my appreciation i'm so
2: thankful for the support crossroads and all that they do to empower women's ministry
0: absolutely it's deeply important and i should say just as we're closing too i loved that you called our women preachers in the church the nazarene we affirm women god calls women And I'm thankful to be surrounded by women that God's calling and shaping.
2: Yes. Amen.
0: That's great. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you for telling the story of the weekend. And may God continue to work for our women's ministry.
2: Amen. So be it.
1: Thank you for joining us for Through Life's Crossroads. This has been a ministry of Crossroads Church with Pastor Jake and Pastor Tim. We encourage you to continue to engage with us online throughout the week on Facebook at Crossroads Church of the Nazarene and also on Instagram, Crossroads Naz Church. Thanks for joining us for this episode.